Welcome to the Anti-Fragile Show. It is Sunday night in Los Angeles. As always, I am Isaiah, the evangelical Jewish Christian radio host, and a Christian patriot can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth them. Welcome a little to America, where you are a racist if you disagree with anything coming out of Washington, D.C. I watched the movie Argo, and it, it's hard for me to get past the first scene because I get it that they burned American flags in Iran, but why are we putting that in a movie? But I watched it the other night on purpose because I wanted to see a couple scenes. And one, there was a quote in there, and it came from the movie producer guy about how to spread a lie. The best way to spread a lie is to use the press. Speaking of movie stars, movies, and celebrities, we do not need another Arnold Schwarzenegger version 2.0 with respect to our governor. So, Bruce Jenner, please do not run. Moving on. We're entering the 13th week of the Obama 3.0 America Last Administration. The continued and, of course, increasing assaults on the First and Second Amendment and the continued quiet implementation of the Great Reset I want to quickly say we had a great show last week with Justin Haskins, and we will probably be be bringing him back to talk about how Great Reset and COVID play out, tie in, and also with respect to great the Great Reset and corporate America as well. But we're going to touch on some of that today, too. As I say, if you're an American, this isn't about political party anymore, people. If you're an American, you need to be concerned about this administration. You need to be concerned. It doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, Green, or whatever. This is about stopping this administration, stopping the Great Reset from taking hold of our freedoms that our founding fathers gave all of us. All of us. Like I said, we're not even 100 days into this administration, and this administration continues to destroy our standing in the world. But as I've also said, that's part of their plan. Look at what Janet Yellen did this week. She wants a global corporate tax rate. All right. And she's hoping that the EU buys into it because she wants, as she said, wants to stop the race to the bottom. No, Janet, you will ensure that we win that race. That is what you want. And boy, is China got their pom-poms out and parading you on right now and parading on the EU to buy into this too. I got news for both of you. It won't work. I hope we do not buy into it. We have two different sets of how we keep our books. The U.S. is GAP, generally accepted accounting principles. Europe is the I, I think it's called the IFRS, something like that. It's not, it, it can't possibly work unless we want to get crushed. We simply, with respect to this administration and ourselves as a country, still need to pray for God's favor and repent as a nation. On the show today, I'm going to introduce the anti-fragile and fragile person or persons of the week. I originally started off with the top 10. It was too long. I'm going to try to bring it back and just pick a couple entities or individuals. We are going to talk about Hunter Biden today, but we're going to talk about him from a standpoint of his interviews and the nonverbal communication that he was putting off. Nobody's talking about this. I will tell you, I'm, a, I'm not going to preach my qualifications. I've been a student of nonverbal communication since the early 90s. We're going to talk about Major League Baseball and how their behavior is tied into the Great Reset and how the corporations that are speaking out on behalf of them. And we're also going to talk about the Second Amendment executive orders that came out this week from 
Mr. Biden. And we're going to explain what is really going on there. The hint is the Department of Justice. First, as always, though, our opening prayer. I'm going to read from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, specifically verse 11, which it says, And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I was reading that. I actually got that off of one of the shows on TBN this week. I have to give credit where credit's due. It was Jenison, uh, possibly Jenison Franklin, I think, or maybe even Stephen Furtick, or possibly Alan Jackson. I watch a lot of them. And it got me thinking, because I was actually reading some Proverbs where it talks about sowing inequity. People that sow with inequity shall reap vanity. The rod of their anger shall fail. And you look at inequity, you look at delusion, and they're related, to me, they're related to hypocrisy. They actually really could be siblings, sort of like chaos and opportunity, really, or brother and sister. You start talking about inequity and delusion, there's generally hypocrisy involved in it, too. They come from the same family. So we will be touching upon that throughout the show. My anti-fragile people of the week, I'm going to start this off with the Florida exacta. Matt Getz, House of Representative member, and Governor DeSantis. Matt Getz, everybody's attacking him. Supposedly, he's had these issues with women. Well, here's the score. Como, nine. And if you count on one hand, this is nine. Getz, zero. Nobody's come out against him. All these people, supposedly, that know something have come out, but not one woman's come out. In fact, his staffers who a lot of them are females, have come out in support of him. And, of course, Governor DeSantis, if you still pay attention to 60 Minutes, you will realize, you know, that they put a smear piece on him, and he has pushed back and made that show look like the fool that it is now. Honorable mention for anti-fragile Joe Manchin. I only gave him an honorable mention. He's still talking about how he will not vote to get rid of the filibuster, but he has... Double spoke a little bit already in this administration, so he's only an honorable mention. The fragile person of the week? Nope, it's not you this time, Dr. Fauci. You can take the you might be able to take this week off. But it is one of your cohorts, the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky. Let's pull up a little quick. We have a little article up for those of you that are listening on the radio. The CDC director, if you remember a couple weeks ago, she was begging America to wait a little while longer because she had a sense of impending doom coming from the COVID hoax pandemic. But now she's come out and said that racism is a serious public health threat. Racism is now an epidemic and serious public health threat. The pandemic illuminated inequities that have existed for generations unaddressed, and it's an epidemic. Racism is a serious public health threat, and it's an epidemic. This ties into the Great Reset people. As I've said to you before, and Justin and I spoke, you have these groups that didn't used to be in any type of, I don't want to say authority, but any type of setting of behaviors or rules, restrictions, laws, now all of a sudden starting to make these types of comments. Serious public health threat, the Centers for Disease Control. So racism is not a disease. 
it is not a public health threat at any level. It's made up by the Democrats and the socialists. That's it. So the the inaugural Fragile Person of the Week, CDC Director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Moving into my quick takes, let's pull up. Where's where you know where's Waldo? Where's Kamala Harris? Is she at the border since she got put in charge of the border? Nope. She's making visits to bakeries in Chicago. Apparently, it was a surprise visit. I got news for you. The president and the vice president people don't make surprise visits anywhere. The Secret Service comes in first to make sure it's safe, amongst other things. They don't just walk in and say, hey, look, I'm the president. I'm the VP. You don't know who's inside the store. But I can tell you from looking at this photo, she's not near Mexico at all. She still hasn't had any press conferences. But Mayorkas went down there again. The Department of Homeland Security had, once again, no press were allowed. But in an O2, for those of you, I've got my hand on Mr. Trump, my bobblehead. Biden and Mayorkas might have admitted that Trump's right. They have made comments about possibly finishing the wall. And I am now praying for that because I'll believe it when I see it. Now, why would they say that? Well, probably because they've let in all the people they've wanted to let in. Some Yemeni, Yemeni terrorists from Yemen got caught the other day. But why would they all of a sudden now say that? If you look at the numbers, the amount of people that have crossed the border in these first three months of the year are off the charts compared to prior years, regardless of who was president, even if you go back to Obama and you go back to Clinton. But we have a resignation at the border. Jacobson, who was the head of the border stuff for the National Security Council, she's considered the border czar. She's resigning. I mean, I think from the way their administration is going, they'd be giving her a raise. But instead, she's resigning. So I, I like to think that maybe there's some conscience there. Although she did make the comment that the architecture, i.e. the plan that they're putting in place, is humane, orderly, and safe. If you've listened to my shows, you will think, no, that without a doubt, Obama, the Obama cages are a PSYOP operation on these people that come across the border. There is nothing humane, orderly, and safe that is going on at this border right now, especially if you're a human being. That's the first thing you see in a new country is a cage. There are all kinds of rumors coming out. There's fights, COVID infections, now sexual abuse charges and things, call, call, things like that that are coming out down there. I wouldn't put that under safe. I'm using my hands a little bit more on purpose tonight for nonverbal reasons. Steeple, quick primer. When, you, when somebody's talking to you and they put their hands out like this, they are very confident and comfortable in what they are saying to you. So all movie villains are exuding confidence before they tell you their monologue. and they Especially Mini-Me or whatever he was, yeah. <laughs> they always are all confident until they get caught. So the steeple, for those that can't hear yeah. on the... Uh, on the radio, the steeple, when all finger pads are touching. And I want to be, and, and that is a very good point, Cardin. The finger pads had to be touching because, as you will learn later, when your fingers are interspersed, generally, that's not a good thing. So, moving on to my other quick takes, Governor Newsom. Wow, you finally want to reopen our state on June 15th? 
and you really don't think it has anything to do with the fact that there no that you know that there are enough signatures to put you back on the recall ballot in October or November. What a surprise too that it comes at the end of the school year. Gee, was that a did you give that give up? Did you give that up for to the school unions? Because schools generally get out in late May and June. You don't fool us, Governor. Still pray for you. The one thing I've been putting out on Parlor, and I'm going to continue to speak this. If you watch TV, and yes, I do. How many people have seen a vaccine commercial from Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson & Johnson, or even AstraZeneca? How many people in America have seen one? Have any of you seen them? I'm getting shaking heads right now. Or no, have you seen a have you seen a vaccine commercial from the vaccine manufacturer? I've I was just thinking when you say a commercial from the actual manufacturer from the like actual the, manufacturer that no, looks like an I've exactly, seen a ton of public service announcements bingo. saying get vaccinated. Pe- but to my knowledge, not an actual. You're talking about one of the cheesy ones where they say side effects also. Include, That's exactly what I'm getting you know, at. You're not and, and people, as I've said before, and put on a parlor. You're not going to see them because that's part of the Great Reset. This is the government. The public service announcements are the things that are coming out. That's what's coming out. Because the government covers for the business in a way. Protects the business from that lawsuit if the business plays the game. They also don't want you to see all the side effects now that they're pulling off these J&J drive through vaccine places and closing them down. It's starting to happen here, what's been happening in Europe. The side effects are starting to pile up. Two more, two or three more quick takes to go. The BLM founder, she just bought a $1.4 million compound in Topanga Canyon above Malibu. Whoa. Where'd that money come from? I thought Black Lives Matters was like a nonprofit. $1.4 million. She tried to buy it through corporate layering, meaning it's not in her name. Generally, if you buy a piece of residential real estate through corporate layering, you have to pay cash for it too. I haven't verified that, but I'm just putting that forth. That's quite usual. So my question there is, one, where'd the money come from? Two, why even, why has no government agency city like Minneapolis sued Black Lives Matters to get money back to help fix the cities that BLM tore up over the last summer? What about the families like in Chicago and New York that have lost young black children to drive-by shootings and things like that? Where's your support to them? But no, you can go buy a million, $1.4 million compound. Please, Patrice, feel free to come on my show. We can have this conversation. We could sit outside on your patio, too, if you want. Well, I got to tell you, it looks like you're not the only person that's asking questions. I mean, here's some of the headlines that I just it's, looked up. BLM co-founder, co-founder Patrice uh, Con Kohler's buys million-dollar home, and the streets have questions. Yeah, and you rule it out. Her, oh. husband, her husband's a BLM person, too, and an amateur boxer. So I don't know that amateur boxers make that much money. I know Mike Tyson did. He was worth it. Floyd Mayweather, but not her husband, more likely than not. But hey, what what else was BLM up to? The Iowa chapter of BLM illegally entered the state capitol the other day, had it laid down, took over a big section of it, sort of looks like, dare I, dare I use the word insurrection, and started chanting stuff about George Floyd. They didn't get... I don't see the DOJ and the FBI going after them right now. They're still worried about these people that thought they were on a, they, they, on January 6th, that thought they were getting a, a really deep personal tour of the Capitol. Last take, 
Hey, if you remember, Biden would not answer a question about packing the Supreme Court during the election. But now he has introduced bipartisan presidential commission on SCOTUS to examine the court and court reforms. There are two co-chairs, Bob Bauer and Christina Rodriguez. If you remember both of them, they worked under Obama. They're about as bipartisan as Rob Manfred, the chairman of Major League Baseball, is. He's in China's back pocket. We'll talk about that later. Oddly enough, Stephen Breyer, the one of the most liberal Supreme Court justices, came out this week and said, he warned everybody that the efforts to expand are going to undermine the trust that the public has in the court and the decisions that it makes in important issues. So there's your humor for the week, too, because Breyer, if you've been paying attention since November 3rd, nobody has any trust in you anymore and SCOTUS at all. There's, I don't know what you mean by undermine because I don't think you can get lower than it is. And your ability to make decisions on issues that are important, you've blown that out of the water, too. You've blown that out of the water, too. Please watch my shows on Rumble and YouTube. Please subscribe. It is very important. If you want to help fund the show in any way, shape, or form, please reach out to us and we reach out to me through Parlor, and we can work on that. Moving into Major League Baseball, Mr. Manfred. So you move the game from Atlanta to Denver because you're pissed off about the Georgia election integrity laws. Because you caved into Stacey Abrams and and Joe Biden. But you move it to Denver. And I'll just quickly say this. You move it from Atlanta, a city that could dearly, dearly use $100 plus million, to Denver, which is generally considered the whitest city in America, as in like 70-plus percent of the population of Denver is Caucasian. I'm looking that up. That's what gives it? Is it just because the state <laughs> smokes marijuana all the time? Is China sponsoring Colorado? I'm trying to figure that one out. I'm still asking you, as you know, Manfred, Major League Baseball, I've reached out to you on Parler and Twitter. I've asked you if, because of your actions and the fact that you also signed some new agreement with China this week, I've asked you if you're going to change the colors of the baseball from red, white, and blue, even your logo too. If you're going to change it from red, white, and blue to the color, the, China, the Chinese colors, yellow and red, because you definitely support China more than you support America. But what else has gone on with this? All these corporations, some of which are headquartered in Atlanta. I used to live there, Coke, Delta, but now United, Apple. They're all in support of this move because of this supposed voter suppression. There's no voter suppression if you ask somebody for an ID. How many other, and I'm not going to go into the easy, low-hanging fruit of how many things we need to do in America that require an ID, except to vote. Suppression... Yes, a dead person should not be allowed to vote. Their vote should be suppressed. But this has nothing to do with it. This has to do with a little bit with the Great Reset. Because if you look at Apple, if you look at all these companies, and I'll focus on United and Delta because there aren't a lot of airline companies left. Everybody wants to boycott. But if you look at stakeholder capitalism and what, they want, and what the Great Reset wants to do, what happens if United, Delta, and American, and Southwest, and, say, JetBlue all get together and support this? If you boycott them, you don't fly anymore. You have to go buy your own private plane, which you very well can't afford because your taxes are going up. And that's part of the plan. 
you can say boycott all you want, but it gets difficult when these large these groups that are only have a few choices to select from all jump on the same side of the argument. You also bring up some really interesting um, claims here. I just kind of fact-checked in real time. I didn't realize that Denver is like one of the whitest cities, and there is an irony there Yeah. that for voter suppression reasons against black people, you're going to send the Major League Baseball game to one of the whitest cities. Yeah. Uh, according to Wikipedia, Laredo, Texas is the whitest at 95.4, followed by Florida, Texas, Idaho, Arizona, and Denver doesn't show up in the top 10, but elsewhere on Wikipedia, the it says it's got almost 80% white, and the 10 out of 10 on their list is 78.4. So yeah. there's some, uh, it may not be in the exact top 10, but I mean, it's butt white. I'm sorry, you Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia, <laughs> Wikipedia needs to be fact-checked. I haven't been there in years, but I have been to Laredo, Texas. Yeah. It is not 95% white. It yeah. has never been. Maybe 200 years ago was 95% white. It's not. It claims, it's a border town. Yeah, it claims Boise, Idaho is 89.1% white. I believe that, that could one. be true. I believe I would believe that if you probably put, I don't know about Salt Lake City too, but oh wait, I don't want to have to sound too much like a white supremacist right now. I'm sorry. So anyway, yeah, but uh, it, it is it, pretty it's, funny. It's, I hope I hope that it's not Georgia. I hope it rains on the I hope it rains in Colorado that day of that game. I hope it blow rains the Major League Baseball game out. It, it's not Georgia's fault yeah. at all. If that I don't know, go ahead, you know, if you were going to say something. Carbon, well, they elected right? these people to a certain yeah. extent. It is. I mean, yeah. elections have consequences. So wrapping this section up, and I've touched on it. The other part too about Georgia, and you look at these companies, Major League Baseball supporting China. Georgia supports China. China wants into Georgia. They don't want everybody, they want everybody to be able to vote there. China wants everybody be, to be able to vote there. But the last thing I'll say on this one is that this could be the demise of Stacey Abrams. And I hope that it is for the better of America. Because she's backtracking now on the boycott thing. She's like, I didn't say I really wanted him to boycott because she found the $100 million figure, revenue figure. She didn't do her homework because she never does her homework. She just speaks what comes out of her earpiece from Soros at all. But once she started to look at some of the truth, some of the facts, supposedly she told Biden not to boycott, not to move the game. I think she did. But she got herself stuck for the first time. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Second Amendment and Hunter Biden, what was he really saying? This is Isaiah. This is the Anti-Fragile Show, 98.1 FM, KHTS Los Angeles. Welcome back to the Anti-Fragile Show. I was going to end with a joke about Stacey Abrams waffling in the Waffle House, but at the commercial break, my producer went to get a Diet Coke or something, or Coke Zero, and he said it was their pre-white racist supremacy behavior Diet Coke. I, I don't know what that means if you bought it before then. The fact is he's drinking a Diet Coke. I am only going to shame well, it, him. It's a I'm Coke only going to shame him for two more seconds. Yeah, and I just and I, our, my other producer assistant has I just discovered a Coca Cola T shirt on. God bless both of you. Well, we pray were just, for you extra tonight. We were just pointing out that this was memorabilia purchased before they said that you need to be less white. Less white. Therefore, it's not contaminated by con contributing financially to critical race theory. 
So it's, it's pre proclamation. Can, can we code. pan in on pan in on <laughs> Mr. Yang and his math hat tonight? Because I just listened to the justification uh-huh. that usually is reserved for a socialist or liberal Democrat trying to justify. It's like okay, and we'll say this later. You know what? If Which thing? If, if something doesn't belong to you, i.e., maybe like a laptop, if it doesn't belong to you, you just say no. You don't say no and then give five reasons why it's not yours. Or maybe the dividend that UBI is based off does belong to us because we are the people and this is our country. No, I was only making the point about you trying to justify why you've got the Coca-Cola can now. Oh, okay. We're gonna so anyways. Well, it's your let's, show. Let's get into the but let's get into Biden. We got a lot of ground to cover still. So Biden finally came out and released six executive orders on gun control. And the first thing we're gonna say is you're going to arrest your son for lying on his background, DOJ background check? Because when he got his gun, the one that got lost, he was an active drug user and lied. So anything you want to do, Biden, now legitimately, laptop or not, is going to come back to your son. And whether or not you're going to arrest your son or take away his right to own firearms. He should not be allowed to own them. Anyways, he hasn't been sober long enough. But the orders were on ghost guns. Ghost guns aren't used hardly at all. They are not used in most of the things that the Democrats want you to believe them in. There's going to be an annual report on firearms trafficking. Are you going to leave out what the CIA traffics around the world? (laughs) Because otherwise it's not going to be, if you leave it off, that report's not going to be accurate. They're talking about the stabilizing brace, re- removing that. It's a brace that can be put on a handgun to make it more like a rifle, look like a rifle and brace, because apparently the guy in Colorado used one. No, it's really because there's probably about 20 or 30 million of them around in America that Biden wants gone. I got to be honest with you, they're not that great to be, to, to, they don't do anything magical. They do not absolutely make you a better shot. He's going to want to model, and that's through the Department of Justice. And the next one's through the Department of Justice, model red flag laws for states to pick up on. Red flag meaning temporary confiscation of firearms or a delayed approval process or something like that. He's going to task the administration with investing in evidence-based community violence interventions. I have no idea what that one means. I've read up on it. I don't understand other than that. He's probably going to put more guns in the criminals, the hands of the criminals in areas where they don't need them. But the last one, David Chipman, there has not been a permanent head of the ATF for a while, and he's nominated him. This guy's not going to get through the Senate, thank God, at all. He has been in the ATF for years. He is a known conspiracy theorist. He is incredibly anti-firearms in the public's hands, not his and not his cronies. He worked on the Oklahoma City bombing. He worked on the first World Trade Center bombing. Immediately after the nomination, he made his Twitter account private. Give him time to scrub it because he doesn't want to go the way of Neera Tandon, who did not scrub her Twitter account, and it got her nomination pulled. But what is Mr. Chipman really more known for in the conspiracy theory world? He was convinced that the Branch Davidians were shooting down government helicopters, and that's probably one of the reasons why that compound got bombed and innocent women and children were murdered by the government. Yeah, there's some this, things that you just like can't defend in American not history. Not at all. There was that are beyond third rail and Waco, Texas is I one. Wake, of them. I watched the, some of the video again today. I had to hit stop. Yeah. 
the, and this guy was one of the leading people at that time on that assignment. Unexcusable? Is it forgivable? That's up for God to decide. It's not for me to judge, not for us to judge. But this guy should be nowhere near the head of the ATF. But what does this all mean? As Isaiah always says, he brings you the facts, but he also tells you what it really means. What's really happening here? I mentioned the DOJ. Why? Who's the head of the DOJ? Merrick Garland. Who did Obama try to get on the Supreme Court and couldn't get in? Merrick Garland. So now here's what's going on. Oh, they couldn't get Garland in the Supreme Court, but now he's the attorney general, the head of the DOJ. And now Biden, the Biden administration is going to use Garland through the DOJ and Garland to obliterate the Second Amendment. More importantly, he's going to give powers to the ATF to help out. Confiscation, et cetera, things like that. But more importantly, what's quietly being talked about, there's an act, and I don't know how long it's been around. It's called the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act. And it protects, guess who, gun manufacturers from liabilities for crimes committed with the product that they make. Now, it doesn't protect them from all liability. If they put out a gun that's got that malfunctions and stuff, they're liable. But this protects them from the crimes, i.e. if somebody goes and shoots somebody with a Smith & Wesson Glock 6-hour whatever, you can't go after 6-hour Glock. They want to abolish that. And that's the quiet piece underneath all these executive orders that's going on that's going to, that Garland's already looking at. They want the gun manufacturers to be liable. They want to wipe out the manufacturer. What's the best way to take a firearm out of somebody's, a product out of somebody's hands? Don't allow it to be made anymore. Which is kind of the failed premise of the war on drugs. Without a doubt. Considering our government was the one bringing in most of the heroin and cocaine in the country and allowing it in, yes, it's failed. Well, I know absolutely nothing about that part, but I did grow up in the 90s when the war on drugs was happening, and it's probably one of the worst yeah, failed attempts of U.S. Is. government policy ever. How many people are in jail right now for three strikes laws that don't even appeal now or don't even apply now? How many lives are ruined? <laughs> how, and, no, and it, all it did it, is skyrocket right. the price. All this is going to do is skyrocket the price of fire. I could publicly say this, but for the grace of God, go I. I could have been that person. I've been sober for a lot longer than Hunter Biden. I don't take any day less than the thousands continuous before that. Yeah, you look like a criminal. it's only no. God's grace. <laughs> it's only by God's grace that I'm sober today. It's not by my own doing. My own doing, I tried to end up in jail or, or an early grave. But the last part about the DOJ in this, is too, is they're doing with this law enforcement also. Law enforcement are not held liable when they shoot somebody in defense of themselves or another. But they want to strip that away, too. What happens there? Who wants to, who's going to want to go into law enforcement anymore? So this is what our administration's up to right now. So let's segue into another part of the administration, Hunter Biden. So let's cue up first the CBS interview. So for those of you that are on radio, I really want you to go to Rumble and Parler and YouTube to watch my show. You will get the full effect of what I'm about to talk about because it's nonverbal communication. Words don't always speak the truth of what you mean. They are A lie can come out of your mouth, and your nonverbal communication can tell you what you're really saying and what you're not saying also. I had an executive coach years ago. He looked in my office one day. He came to talk to me. The CEO of the company who I worked for a little bit, they would get befuddled when I'd sit in their conference room because I would watch the room. And I was studying everybody to under, figure out where they are, what side of the d- 
discussion they're on and so forth. And my executive coach came to me one day and asked me to stop doing it all the time because nobody could ever understand where I was going because while I was doing it, I could lock my body down into a manner that you knew I was engaged in the conversation, but you also did not know where I was until I spoke. I've been studying nonverbal communication for a long time. Like I said, starting in the early 90s. If you want to learn anything, pan in on this book. Joe Navarro, the retired FBI agent, Louder Than Words. This book came out about 10 years ago. It is a great primer on how to read somebody. If you're a business executive, a manager, you want to climb the corporate ladder and you're in front of those people, read this book. So let's queue up. Let's run the segment, the two segments from C the CBS interview, and then we'll get into Jimmy Kimmel's. And then I'm going to pick them apart. We'll stop and go on them. Benefited your father financially. Have you ever given your father money from any of your no. business ventures? No. Nothing? Nothing. Ever. Not a nickel? Not a nickel. Directly or indirectly? Directly or indirectly. Not a nickel ever. 100%. No. He should Never. have said, come on, man. In so the very first thing, and I just picked up on something else, he says no before the guy's even done answering the asking the question. He jumps the gun because he's got to get that out. He knows he's got to get that word no out. But what he's doing, again, his hands are clasped together, but this time his thumbs are going. He's uncomfortable. He's angled in his chair, sitting far away from as far back almost as he can because he doesn't really want to be there. His legs are still crossed in a closed position. But the way then his eyes, too, dart left, right, up, down. You can, you can read about if you're going to the left, you're not telling the truth, or right and up, down. But his eyes are darting around because he's actually looking for an exit probably in his mind. He wants to get past that question. He knows he's going to get asked it. He knows he's got to tell the lie. You're not telling the truth there, Hunter. And if you want, you're more than welcome to come on my show. Venice Beach is not too far away from where we film you are more than welcome. We can have this discussion. Prove me wrong. But I don't think you're telling the truth right there. So let's run let's run the the Jimmy Kimmel interview too, because there's more. This is this one's got some good ground, fertile ground to cover with part of what he says too, coupled with the the nonverbal movement as well. Our next guest is probably the most famous board member of a Ukrainian energy company of all time. His new memoir. <laughs> is called Beautiful Things. Uh, in case you've been wondering where he is, welcome Hunter Biden. We're going to be talking about Jimmy Kimmel in this segment, too. Well, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. I have to tell you, I um, after reading this book, I'm impressed that you're alive. I really am. It is amazing that you are alive after all the crazy things that you've been through. It was a, uh, it was a, it was a journey, but thank God I made it through. Who is this yeah, guy, no Bear Grylls? And a lot of it's... the things that you detail happened here in this neighborhood, uh, in, <laughs> like right around here. Yeah. It was like, yeah. you were doing crack at the places that I eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, not, Parmesan not cheese. I wasn't stalking you. <laughs> no, no. I, yeah. I didn't think you were. <laughs> but, um, you know, I feel like I learned a lot about crack. And I know that sounds weird, yeah. but you hear about it and you see it on TV shows and, you know, uh, in the news every once in a while. But I learned 
how to get. I really think I could get it now, thanks <laughs> to your book. Yeah. Well, Please don't, that Jimmy. The message <laughs> from the book. This is I not a how-to to. manual. No, it's not a how-to. Oh. Well, I it's, missed. It's a, I misread the whole thing. A, then it's a please, a please don't manual. It's a please don't. Yes. Yeah, no, please absolutely. Don't. It's. Yeah. I listen. If somebody reads this book and then goes, I should try crack afterwards. Well, then they. No. Yeah. They, they, they didn't finish the book. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> they, finish the book. they didn't start yeah. the book. They yeah, didn't yeah. finish the book. Exactly. But um, yeah. you, uh, in fact, like where we're situated right now. The Roosevelt Hotel is right across the street from us. This is where yeah. you had, would you call it a bender? Is I was a... at every hotel in Los Angeles, basically. You'd hole um, up there. Yeah. Until With they, what every, money? Yeah, every motel, every hotel, until they... Uh, so let's go ahead and stop. Let's go ahead and stop right here because this is, this is fertile. So Jimmy Kimmel, like the CBS reporter, is incredibly, incredibly comfortable. For my radio listeners, Jimmy Kimmel is sitting square in the middle of the chair. He's actually sitting out towards the edge of the chair. In with his hands open on his legs, thumbs up, but generally, which means confidence, positive. I want to do this. I'm comfortable with what's about to happen. The fact that he's in, he, sitting in the front of the chair, he wants to be engaging. He is engaged in this. Hunter Biden, once again, is sitting in the corner of his chair, slouched this time. And he's got his legs in a crossed off position, the one leg's blocking. But this time he puts his hands out on top of his knees, too, with his fingers interlaced. He is putting as many barricades out in front of him as possible because he just wants to get through this because he knows he's going to get asked the same questions again that he knows that he can't give the real and truthful answers to. That's interesting. There was a couple of moments where I thought Jimmy Kimmel looked a little bit nervous because he didn't seem like he wanted to lay into Hunter Biden as much as So he I was going to get could. to that because okay. this, right where we cut it off, Jimmy Kimmel's thumbs went down on one of his conversations. When you're talking in your hands and your thumbs go down, lack of confidence, things like that. And Kimmel, Kimmel did have a couple of movements where it's like, I got to ask these questions. Oh, boy, I hope we stay on script type of thing. But then in one of the answers where, you know, where Hunter Biden goes, he puts his hands up. That's a defensive gesture, folks. I don't want to answer this question. I don't want to think about this. I don't want to answer this. I don't want to go there because it's on my laptop. But let's run the second clip now where, where Jimmy Kimmel talks about the laptop. And this is actually a really important thing. While we're pulling up that clip, I just want to point out, and I reiterate this every time we talk about the Hunter Biden laptop story, that... Data was polled, polls were done, and a full 36% of Democrats knew nothing about the Hunter Biden story throughout right, early because mainstream media purposely buried it. Or, or, on, or on voting day, which was a significant scandal. And yep. furthermore, it was, the, it was the highest for some days and other days one of the highest Google search results. Yep. How do I change my vote? And then ultimately... 4.6% of Democrats in post-election polls said they would not have voted for Biden. I thought Biden. it was higher than that if they known no, about this it. Is, this is the data from AMAC, and they've yeah. got all kinds of other media research center data and so on and so forth. But from what I'm reading on my screen right now, 4.6% of Democrats said they would not have voted for Joe Biden mm -hmm. had they known this story. That is an election-changing cover-up. Without a doubt, That it we is. saw in it real is. time. And this is how the mainstream media, social media can... Uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of now? The mainstream media ran cover. How they know it's Biden how they can enforce influence, not, influence an, election. an election. But let me go back to Hunter Biden too. He sent his dad a text saying, "You have to run, Dad, because it's going to be my 
resurrection. It's going to be my rehabilitation. It's going to, my name will come better again. What does that have to do with anything at all? The prodigal son is telling his dad to run to run for president because it'll help him. It'll help the prodigal son. And I've been called the prodigal son before. Don't get called that anymore, thank God. Yeah, so I don't let's know if go that's ahead. Bragging rights, but let's. Go, <laughs> I, I'm going to be open and honest with my open with my with my with my listeners. I I owe them that. So let's go ahead. If we've got that, got the, let's go ahead and pull up the laptop piece. Because this is where Hunter completely. He's not telling the truth, people, at all. On some interviews and, uh, you know, talking about the laptop, this became yeah. this big thing, the laptop. And when they ask you if that was your laptop, you say you don't know, which yeah. is hard to believe unless you read the book. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, I'm surprised you have shoes on. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. <laughs> I, I made it. I made it today. Pants were the problem. Pants were the problem. Yeah. Pants are always yeah, the problem, always really. The problem. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, look, I really don't know. And the fact of the matter is, it's a red herring. It is absolutely red herring. But I am absolutely, um, I think, within my, my rights to question anything that comes from the, uh, from the desk of Rudy Giuliani. Um, and so I don't know is the answer. Do you ever wish you'd had so, Apple care? Yeah, let's go been. ahead and cut there. Liar, liar, pants on fire. He's worse here in the Jimmy Kimmel interview than he was in the CBS interview. It didn't come from Rudy Giuliani. You don't lose sight of your physical possessions that you use in the course of your business. You know where they went. He doesn't say, I don't know, red herring. I don't know. I got in, but the way, the way Jimmy Kimmel phrases the question allows Hunter Biden to get comfortable because Jimmy Kimmel phrased the question in a joking manner, which gives Hunter an ability to verbally cover up what he's really saying because his hands are clenched on his lap. He's buried back in his chair again, and his eyes are darting all over the place. He no longer wants to hear that question anymore because the laptop is his. It wasn't Rudy Giuliani's problem. It was his problem. He took it in for repair and he forgot that it was there. Now, I don't even know how he forgot. I also take a little bit of issue with this whole idea of him saying it's a red herring. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Oxford languages, a red herring literally means something, especially a clue that is intended to be misleading or distracting. Yeah. And, and Wikipedia says a red herring is something that misleads or distracts from a relevant or important question. It's not an irrelevant and unimportant question. Not Are you receiving all. money from a foreign nation because of your name that could implicate or hurt that if, country? If this laptop was a setup, and there is so much out there publicly that was on the laptop, then Hunter Biden had somebody walking alongside him like an old scribe back in the days when they were writing the Bibles, writing down everything, taking photos of everything, sending his texts for him. I'm sorry. Jimmy Kimmel set him up there to get him comfortable so he could lie his way through that answer. But if you look at how he is sitting in that chair, he is lying. He is lying. And we're going to end on that, Hunter. You're more than welcome. Anytime to come on my show, we'll scrub the area for, with the Secret Service. It'll be safe for you. But 
this, I have to keep myself in check. I have been sober for thousands and thousands of days. God bless. Nobody's asked me to write a book. I had a pretty colorful life. I always knew where I was. I always knew what was around me. And so I have to keep it in check because it's very easy for an addict and alcoholic, regardless of how long they've been sober, to get a resentment. I want him to do well. I want you to do well, Hunter. I want you to stay sober for the rest of your life. And I pray for that. Please follow me on Parlor, Rumble. Subscribe on Rumble and YouTube. Send this show out to all of your liberal friends. Show them what they voted for. The hypocrisy and deception that a socialist regime thrives on. This is not a government for America. This is a government for the global tyrannists, China, Iran, drug cartels, and the human traffickers. This is not a government for the American people right now. And I won't ever be quiet at all. The election was fixed. It is a fraud. There is more coming out day and day from all of these states. The freedoms that our founding fathers started this country on are going to continue to be under attack if we don't step up grassroots and start doing something about it. Lord, as I always end the show, I lift this country up to you. I lift everybody on the show up to you, Lord, that we will follow you. We will be obedient to you, Lord, that you will continue to bless this nation, Lord. Shine your light brightly upon us, that we will do everything and give you the glory. We will do it humbly in your eyes, that you will that you will have grace and mercy on us each day, that our leaders will follow you and not themselves, that they will not be deceitful. In the name of your son, Jesus, amen. May everybody have a God-blessed week. May this country be bright this week. This is Isaiah, the evangelical Jewish Christian radio host. This is the Anti-Fragile Show, 98.1 KHTS, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm.